1: This movie.
0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Joining me, per usual, is Mr. Positivity, aka Wolfie T.
1: I can't talk too long. I gotta poo.
0: What's up? Not much. Been a
1: minute since we've done a recently seen episode. (laughs) It's it's been a minute, and uh, I don't think we're missing out on too much to be honest (laughs) (laughs) indeed before we get started i got something that you may be interested in Hmm. hold on a second here
0: (laughs) what kind of robot is that is that all that from uh what's that movie you made me watch (laughs)
1: the robbie the it's, robot it's robbie the robot <laughs> from the forbidden planet
0: i just didn't get it because it's, it's all black he looked more well, you know silver on the movie yeah
1: now. yeah he looks a little bit and then uh i got one more thing here <laughs> wow a turbo man how'd you cop that i got a turbo man <laughs> available at walmart Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be a Walmart exclusive and they make it hard as fuck to fucking order it from Walmart. Did you get a booster? <laughs> no, I don't think they're actually selling booster. <laughs> Although, like, on the side, it, it lists, like, the other characters you can get, like, if if it was real, like, in the movie. But, uh... One booster. <laughs> Nobody likes you, booster. <laughs> <laughs> we already got him. Pretty, I'm pretty sure when they were beating a booster, somebody called him a fag. So it, was, <laughs> it was nineteen ninety six. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, so like, like the uh, Funco announced on Twitter that they're selling the Turbo Man, and uh, like, here's a link to all our stuff, and like, you go there and like the thing. The Turbo Man full size uh, toy isn't even listed on Walmart's website. I don't know. I just kind of lucked into finding the listing for it, which like sucks on Walmart because, like, even though it's Walmart exclusive, they have other like third party sellers that can sell through Walmart.com, like the exclusive toys, but like jack up the price on them. So like they just buy them from Walmart and then resell them at Walmart.com. And so like should have talked
0: to Zolly Becker.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> probably would have hooked me up. Same thing happened with this Robbie the robot. It's only at Walmart, which sucks. But you can uh you can set up in stock alerts where they'll email you when it's in stock. But like if the if they send you the email to say it's in stock, you should go back to the website and it's out of stock already. It's like they they scan them in one at a time, is what it felt like. And then like you just have to like refresh it and time it until somebody or like until one's available. And uh, like I don't know to get the Robbie the robot. Like I got it in my cart and then I tried advancing to my payment. It took me an hour to get. To be able to pay for it Because it said Something went wrong Try again later Like forever And then uh, Same kind of thing With the Turbo Man So it was super frustrating mm. But but I got them And I'm hoping to never deal With Walmart again Because they fucking suck
0: <laughs> You just have to
1: go to Zolly's shop I guess I need to check that out someday Although it looks like He's got more like Star Wars and Marvel stuff or uh dc stuff too
0: well he just it seems like he has a lot of stuff at his at his residence that he just sells on the side but then you know it is a shop that he works at they got a lot of stuff there
1: i see once in a while he'll uh he'll tweet out his um his ebay payout <laughs> poverty <laughs> poverty wages <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him. Did he get uh, Did he get banned? Uh, I, don't I don't think, think so. I, a
0: I was looking at his uh, tweets eh, within the past day or two.
1: Okay, maybe I'm just not on there. I saw a payout anymore. for <laughs> like eighty nine
0: dollars <laughs> and said <it's in> poverty.
1: <laughs> I should check out his shop though, because I like collectibles. I went there had, once,
0: but uh, he wasn't there when I was there. So I've actually had, never met him.
1: If he had wrestling stuff, I'd be there like all the time.
0: I think they do at the shop. I, I mean, I can't remember everything that they
1: had, but it seemed like they had a a wide array. I feel like he'll judge me if I buy a Funko Pop. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I'm glad you enjoyed my new toys. I'm keeping Turbo Man in the box just because it's got the aesthetic from the movie. I don't really give a shit about the actual action figure. (laughs) (laughs) It's the whole package is what what I'm interested in. (laughs) Because I don't (sighs) give a shit about Turbo Man. I just just like the journey. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I guess the main reason we're doing a recently seen episode is because we want to... Prep everyone for our horror extravaganza. September is upon us, followed it by is, October. Yeah.
1: That's how that's how calendars work.
0: <laughs> and uh yeah, so we got two months of horror movies, and we're gonna be talking about some Brian De Palma films. I'm thinking three. We're thinking Blowout, Dress to Kill, and Body Double. And uh, I think we're also gonna talk about. Uh, One of Brett's favorites, The Car. The Car
1: from, uh, I want to say, 77. It's a car that kills people. (laughs) And nobody knows why. We'll get into it in detail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's from 77. We'll break it all down for you. (laughs) Good old James Brolin
0: starring in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot that was Brolin. Maybe we'll get to another one, but not going to make any promises as of yet. But uh, yeah, so we got a lot of De Palma coming for you. Some
1: horror thrillers coming your way. As mentioned on a, another recent episode, we, we do an episode whenever the fuck we want to. So <laughs> Sure do. We're not, we're not beholden to a schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier... There hasn't really been a whole lot of good stuff to see, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about some, some stuff we've seen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not all believe of it. Me, uh, believe me. Cause I've seen pretty much all of it. Mm-hmm.
0: We've both seen, uh, a or respect respect, which is about Aretha Franklin. And we would both give it uh, last resort. I'm sure. Yeah. Only reason to see it would be for Jennifer Hudson's voice. And you should be watching for Aretha Franklin's <laughs> voice. So, you could just listen to her music and skip the movie.
1: Respect is kind of an ironic title for that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, uh performances were not good. Jennifer Hudson's not a great actor in it.
1: It's kind of strange how they put together the timeline of events. It was like they jump from one point in time to another with no real like transition in, in between.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was a real, like the definition of a paint-by-numbers biopic. Yeah. And they kind of treated some of the aspects of her personal life with kids gloves. I felt Mm -hmm. I think there was like a scene with like her too drunk and being belligerent, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. Did you say for the whole performance in the the end credits from uh, one of the Obama, uh, I forget, I don't know what it was was like the Obama inauguration ball or whatever it was.
0: They stayed for that performance. Yeah,
1: they played the whole performance, and then uh, my uh, the audience in my theater clapped. <laughs> uh, Tell you what, there's chills. way too much clapping. There's way too much clapping in the movie theaters around here. <laughs> it's like it's like people forgot that it's a one way street. Like like they can't hear your applause. My biggest pet peeve. No, I've mentioned I it on
0: the show before, but I get really uncomfortable and I just can't stand it. Even if it's a movie that I absolutely love. It's my favorite could it be my favorite movie of the year. People one person starts clapping, it'll partly ruin it for me.
1: Yeah, I went to uh to see Coraline a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh so wait. Okay, continue. Anyways, Well, I I went because my brother and his kids like it. And Mm -hmm. I said, you should go see it. So I went and there was a guy who was so into it. He couldn't like stop clapping. (laughs) And luckily, like he stopped when, when the movie started. But like as soon as the movie ended, he was trying to do a standing ovation by himself. And he did it like he did it like before the credits even started and then when the credits were going and then like after the credits and then he was doing them after like there was two special featurettes after the movie and uh he was doing them after those ones too It was like dude it's not that exciting
0: that's why i laughed right away it's like i not that i haven't seen Coraline, and you know what i've heard about it um is good things but um like, it immediately just pictured somebody just obnoxiously clapping decor line. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, you know, maybe it's uh, you know, an effect of the pandemic. People are just so lonely and starved for person to person contact. They have to go to mediocre movies and try and get standing ovation started.
1: <laughs> she was really into it.
0: What, um, what uh, time at night did you see this film?
1: it was at seven o'clock seven o'clock okay on uh because the real tuesday? real creepers
0: show up for like the nine or ten o'clock <laughs> showings of
1: these animated films well it was a it was a fathom event so it was a one-time screen i think it was like a tuesday at seven o'clock actually i think they had a three o'clock showing too so but like those fathom events like uh i tweeted about a couple of them and uh there's a group of people that i follow on twitter who are adamantly against them and i'm starting to see why (laughs) it's it's partly because the audience has been conditioned that there's going to be 20 minutes trailers before the movie every time Mm -hmm. and they don't do that for the fathom events they might have like a two or three minute intro uh before the movie but, like, they get right into it. So, like, people are coming in, like, way late and making all kinds of commotion and noise and standing in front of you. And and for that one in particular, like, the whole row in front of me was one big group. And they had, like, uh, a couple of kids. And one kid was fucking talking at full volume, asking his dad questions throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and nobody shushed that kid. <laughs> so anyways do you want to review some movies
0: yeah let's uh let's get into it what did you see clary what did you see well we are each going to be talking about three films today i completed the movie challenge for the hunt
1: so uh let's have uh let's have you kick it off all right well i got a a scoop because i saw an AMC investor connection advanced screening of a movie called cop shop. What from 2021 cop shop, cop shop. I did not see a trailer for this at all ever. So I had no idea what was, what I was getting into. And it doesn't come out until the 17th, I think. So yeah, Got in there early. Uh, Directed by Joe Carnahan, starring Frank Grillo, Gerard Butler, Toby Huss. Oh, The Wiz. Oh, he's, I'll tell you what, he's fucking hilarious (laughs) in this movie. Like everything. (laughs) I was trying to remember where I remembered him from. Is he he The Wiz? Yeah.
0: He's in the the Halloween reboot. Or sequel, whatever you want to call
1: it. I feel like Elaine. I'm trying to find okay, Alexis Louder, Ryan O'Nan. These credits are just in a weird order. Uh, I think that's enough for the cast. It's a it's a pretty small cast. Uh synopsis. On the run from a lethal assassin, a wily con artist devises a screen a scheme to hide out inside a small town police station. But when the hitman turns up at the precinct, an unsuspecting rookie cop finds herself caught in the crosshairs. So this is like a, uh, I I don't know, it's like a crime drama comedy action movie. Like it it melts a lot of different genres together. Very uh, reminiscent of Assault on Precinct 13 in a lot of ways. And that there's a group of people in a police station which uh eventually <laughs> turns into a bit of a war zone. So it's kind of got that element to it. Frank Grillo and Gerard Butler were pretty good together as a uh hitman and a con man. Like I said, Toby Huss steals the fucking movie. Like every everything. Like I said, he does I didn't screen. say that. <laughs> I said, well, we talked about it. <laughs> Disgusting, Toby Huss might be alone worth seeing this movie for because he had me laughing throughout the whole movie. Uh, when he was on screen, it seems a little low budget for a theatrical release, uh, comparatively speaking to to other things that are in theaters lately, which is nice. It's nice to see something like this get a, a theatrical release. Overall, I thought it was a lot of fun, not necessarily the greatest crime action movie but i think there's enough positives to uh, make it worth your while so cop shop i'm gonna give a wtm eventually eventually Okay. Hey.
0: yeah i've uh always found joe carnan to be a very average director <laughs> i wouldn't say he's antoine fuqua bad but <laughs> he has a lot of there's a lot of mediocrity in his filmography now supposedly his best film is narc i've never seen it with uh you know ray Liotta and i think it's
1: jason patrick you ever seen that from no O2? two i'm looking at his filmography i've seen smoke and aces yeah which was a huge disappointment
0: yeah when you described this movie it sounded like smoke and aces because it's like a blend of action <laughs> and comedy and it's real it's all slick and See, this, a one's a little more gritty.
1: this one's a little more gritty than smoking aces, okay. And I think they do a better job of uh, they kind of ease into it and then ramp up the action towards the the second half. And I thought they did a, a better job than smoking aces in in doing that. Um, I think it probably helped that I didn't know anything about it going in. like I had mm-hmm. no background whatsoever. but, uh, yeah definitely better than spoken aces so he, did the, he, did the, the a-
0: he did the a team which was a big flop
1: i never saw that i saw the gray that was okay
0: yeah that was a big hit or that was a, a big hit of his at least
1: and then he did boss level this year which i have not seen but i think is on amazon
0: uh it's on hulu i, I watched it on hulu oh, that's and it's why i haven't seen it very disposable mel gibson's the the lead which is why I watched it, or not the lead, but the the villain. Uh, Frank Gorillo is the lead. Mm. Uh, it's a fun concept, but it's been done a couple of times, especially recently. You know, it's Groundhog's Day, but you know, action. This <laughs> <laughs> keeps dying over and over again. Yeah. Okay. He has to get to the boss level. It's like a video I game. I see. I see. So it's like yeah, a little bit like Live Die Repeat or Edge of Tomorrow. Is it? Was uh, formerly known as and should be known as.
1: I don't understand why they changed the name of movies.
0: Yeah, it's
1: weird. But Cop Shop, I mean, it's not like I said, it's not like the greatest movie you're ever gonna see. But like, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and uh, definitely if you're looking for something different, something a little more, you know, mid budget and not comic book shit and you know all that stuff. Got a little bit of comedy in there. Um, there's some uh, maybe a little politically incorrect comedy in there. Uh, okay. Maybe not too much, but um, enough to so. get
0: me to watch it. Maybe,
1: <laughs> but again, Toby Huss mm-hmm. alone. You you probably just want to see it just for him. All right. Well,
0: I saw a documentary at the theater. From 2021, Val, directed by Ting Poo and Leo Scott, starring Val Kilmer as himself. Uh, Kevin Bacon's in here, Marlon Brando, Jim Carrey, Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, just a bunch of people that are randomly in his footage that he's amassed over 40 years of behind-the-scenes filmmaking that he's done. Mm -hmm. So... Synopsis documentary is centering on the daily life of actor Val Kilmer, featuring never-before-seen footage spanning 40 years. Because he uh, got a video camera when he was very young and he used to make movies with his brothers. He continued to carry a camera around with him uh, wherever he went, pretty much, uh, until... I don't know, he, he probably still does it, but a little less a little so. Less so. So he has like a 40 years of behind the scenes footage from I me. Mean, you see uh, behind the scenes stuff from Top Gun and Tombstone, like all these movies that he did. So it's kind of cool to see that aspect of it, but also um, just private moments in his personal life, his family and whatnot. One of his brothers died at a young age. Uh, it was an accidental drowning in a hot tub. He was, had a seizure. I think he was an epileptic. Epileptic. Of course, he had uh, throat cancer a few years ago. That he he has recovered from somewhat. Uh, I believe he's cancer-free at least for the moment. However, he can't really talk. He has to uh, he has a hole in his throat. And he has to kind of cover it up uh, to talk, and it doesn't uh, come out too well. They have to have subtitles for him. So it's pretty devastating to see him in that light. You know, because, like, growing up, Val Kilmer was never, like, my favorite actor. I never thought he was, like, the best. But my friends and I, I always kind of thought he was, like, the coolest motherfucker around. Like, he usually, like, stole the show in whatever movie he was in. Especially for a you know, adolescent 90s kid, I guess. Uh, I mean, Tombstone, Heat, he was Batman. You know, he was, he was the saint. Um, he was, yeah, of course, Top Gun. And Mm -hmm. Iceman's one of the cooler villains, I guess, if you want to call him a villain. He's not really a villain, but for the purposes of the movie, he is. Until the end when they got to fight the real villains, the commies. (laughs) But yeah, he was always like the coolest dude on the screen, you know? And so it's kind of hard to see him nowadays. He always kind of heard stories about him being difficult. And he emits as much, a couple of testimonials he talks about how he in not so many words, but basically he burned some bridges or could be hard to work with maybe, but I guess they could have gone more into that. However, I mean, I don't know how much you expect him to beat himself up when, the, when he's talking through a hole in his throat. Right. So maybe it doesn't give, you know, 100% accurate portrayal of him, but uh, you definitely like the passion he has for filmmaking and acting in general really comes through in here. Uh, so that was uh, that was good to see. But uh, yeah, I would
1: definitely recommend it. I will give this an eventually. Eventually. All right. So the next movie I'm going to talk about, another 2021 release called Flag Day. Mm. It's directed by Sean Penn. The cast list is in a weird order again. Stars Dylan Penn, Sean Penn. Regina King's in there. Um, Catherine Winnick, Josh Brolin, and then uh, Hopper Penn is also in there. So Sean Penn plays father to his two real-life kids who play his kids.
0: The only thing I've seen Hopper Penn in is an episode of Viva La Bam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know... Uh... I think they, uh, they they claim that this was Dylan Penn's first role, too. Okay. So that's Hollywood nepotism at, at work. Mm-hmm. Well, Hopper, he's got 16 actor credits. Oh, wow. On uh, IMDb. And mm-hmm. Dylan has nine, so I don't know. This might be her first. No? I don't know. But they, they made it seem like... It. <laughs> In the advertising, like, she had never acted before, which uh, is apparently a lie. Um, synopsis. A father lives a double life as a counterfeiter, bank robber, and con man in order to provide for his daughter. Now, this is kind of like a uh, like a crime biopic, kind of like Blow or Goodfellas or something. Mm-hmm. But instead of being from the perspective of the criminal, it's from the perspective of the daughter of the criminal. So it's a little bit different in that way. So like, you don't see like a lot of the crimes that are being committed, or a lot of the you know stuff that's you know being hidden from the family because you're getting it from the daughter's perspective. Also, I didn't know going in that this is set in the state of Minnesota. Oh so. yeah. Oh, there you go. You betcha.
0: Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so it's basically just about the daughter's relationship with her father. And, you know, the life she led growing up with him being in and out of her life, uh, her and her brother's life, and going back and forth between living with the father and her mother, who had a drinking problem. Um, So she had a rough childhood and then kind of figuring out her life after going through a rough childhood like that. And then eventually she confronts her father about these things and tries to get him on the straight and narrow and um you know things play out from there i won't spoil it even though it's a true story Mm -hmm. and they they kind of spoil it at the beginning like it's one of those movies where where the the movie starts with the end and then get goes back to the beginning so so you'll kind of see right away when you get into it it doesn't end well but uh yeah, I thought, I thought all the pens, all the pens, uh, Sean and Dylan Penn, uh, obviously were, were really good together, uh, as father and daughter, they have a, a chemistry already built in. So like their fights seemed real, like, like there's a lot of fighting between family members, but yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. I will say that there was one line in there that felt uh, a little forced and, uh, It's, uh, the mother of Sean Penn's character's wife says to her, never trust a bastard born on flag day. They think all the immigrants are taking their jobs. (laughs) And I'm like, I wonder what that's about. Like who's born on flag day that they would be talking about besides this guy. It must only be this guy.
0: Right. And nobody really gives a shit about flag day.
1: (laughs) It was weird too cuz like they they have uh like they make it a point to say like he was born on flag day and like he just assumed everybody was celebrating his birthday and like they had parades and stuff like i've never seen a flag day parade it's
0: like the 4th of july's redheaded stepchild
1: i mean it's like 2 weeks 2 or 3 weeks before the 4th of july so it was like why why not just wait <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a uh a friend of mine from college her and her husband and her family celebrate flag day every year. And like, they go all out. They yeah. live in Iowa, but they have like a party. Everyone dresses up like it's the 4th of July <laughs> and they have a like, cookout and like drinking games. And like, like it's just like a big production and all these pictures are on Facebook every year for flag day. Like, you know, there's successful either. flag day. And like, you are the only people in the country doing this right
1: now. Well, apparently it was a big deal in rural minnesota in the <laughs> 70s and 80s i guess
0: <laughs> surprised i didn't catch it wasn't uh popular in my rural neck of the woods
1: maybe, maybe it died with uh with the uh, john vogel or whatever his name was uh anyways um so I, th- I thought it was an interesting take on the the classic like crime biopic Um, getting a different perspective on it. Um, I thought they do a good job with the uh, portrayal of the relationship uh, between the father and the daughter and how the problems of the parents affect the kids and and all that stuff. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, It's probably a bit of a borderline as far as a rating goes, but since since it's got the Minnesota connection, I'm going to bump it up to a WTM eventually. Ooh eventually i think it got a lot of bad reviews because sean penn went really anti-anti-vaxxer uh (laughs) right before it came out (laughs) and uh i think that rubbed people the wrong way he said if you're not vaccinated don't come to my movie
0: oh yeah and then uh
1: (laughs) he also said he, he said vaccines should be uh required just like driver's licenses which is like the most racist thing I've ever heard.
0: You would think that saying that would actually help his reviews.
1: Well, I, I think the audience reviews are.
0: Oh, the audience. Because he got very no. mediocre, like critic reviews. I think it's in like 50% something in uh, Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Maybe that's because he said the driver's licenses are required. <laughs> 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 I, was like, I like your... I like your vaccine stance, but your driver's license stance is a little, a little <laughs> too extreme for me.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So I watched a film currently on HBO Max. Oh, I should. Yeah, it still says watch on HBO Max. Today is the 9th of September. It's a 2021 film called No Sudden Move. So I, I need it, to watch that. I believe it's also it's in been theaters. On my list.
1: I th- no, I think I think that one was one that was just on HBO Max. Just
0: HBO Max? Okay.
1: I believe so. Yeah,
0: I guess I haven't really seen it uh, advertised at uh, any if theaters.
1: It was, if it was in theaters, I would have seen it. Because I think that came out, like, start of July.
0: Okay, so then... Okay, that's why it's still on HBO Max and hasn't left. Yeah. Because it's not in theaters. Okay. So, this is Steven Soderbergh's new movie. You know, that guy who retired like 10 years ago. <laughs> starring then
1: he made then he made that tv show about the women (laughs) and the and the abusive husband what was that one again uh big little lies
0: oh yeah i watched uh watched that recently with the wife
1: I, i watched the first season i really liked it i didn't watch the second season though
0: yeah i watched the first season liked it second season okay i guess it's Meryl Streep is in it. She's really good at being this a real bitch.
1: Alexander Skarsgård got all the awards because they're like, you're such a good rapist. <laughs> <laughs> you play such a good rapist. It's so believable. Well, he is a Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody loves Laura Dern. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it, but everybody loves Laura <laughs> Dern for some reason.
0: Well, I've always appreciated her from her work with David Lynch, but
1: yeah, but you're not like, oh my god, Laura. Turn it's it's <laughs> like the it's like the Tony Collette thing. <laughs> it's like the greatest actors ever. <laughs> she was so good as a divorce attorney in Marriage Story. Like, <laughs> not really. Like, I don't I don't understand.
0: Uh, so this film stars Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Craig Mums Grant, Brendan Fraser.
1: There's another guy that everybody loves. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, very plump Brendan
1: Fraser. Yes, he's he's, he's looking, looking relaxed fit these days. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it was Don Cheadle, by the way, or was it Algorithm? Rhythm? The Algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> What's it from again? <laughs> the new Space Jam. No, I haven't watched the new Space Jam. The new Space Jam is, uh, there's a, <laughs> Warner Brothers has an algorithm that creates all their uh, creative content for them. <laughs> and it's just cross-promotional shit. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, Julia Fox is in here, who you would remember from Uncut Gems, is Sandler's girlfriend.
1: I would remember. With the assets. <laughs> Yes, I do remember. (laughs) Uh,
0: Kieran Culkin is in here. That's probably good enough for the cast. Synopsis. A group of criminals are brought together under mysterious circumstances and have to work together to uncover what's really going on when their simple job goes completely sideways. So yeah, these uh, lower mid-level criminals are given a pretty simple job to do. It seems like it's too good to be true. Well it is. Well, that's a problem. So I mean I won't say too much about it. But uh yeah, you don't know who you can trust in here, you know who to believe, where the story's gonna go next. It was a decent movie. So yeah. Soderbergh has all these accolades. People just and everyone drops their pants when like a new Soderbergh movie comes out. Besides me and and you, I hope. <laughs> Like, I, I never really got the appeal. It's like, oh,
1: Steven Soderbergh, Ocean's 11.
0: It's like, yeah, and 12 and 13 and 11 isn't that good. And like, I remember I heard so much about sex lies and videotape, but on Blu ray and watched it once and have not revisited it. <laughs> I was pretty bored with it. I don't know. I know he's he's been pretty innovative in some of the things that he does, mainly in terms of using digital for a lot of things. He shot that one movie on an iPhone. I forget which one it was. Is that the girlfriend experience? Maybe
1: or the one after that. Uh, I'm not sure. The one after that is the informant. Oh, yeah. I never saw that one. I think I saw that. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it's like you like said, most of his movies are just like, eh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like, I could, I could appreciate uh, some of the contributions he's made, innovations and like, he's trying things. I'll give him that. Right. He's definitely trying. And then he's like, "I'm quitting movies." And then, like two months later, I'm not quitting movies. <laughs> it's like Jay Z. It's like I'm retired. Here's a new album.
1: Jay Z, he retired at one time, <laughs> but he's like, "This is my last album." And then, like half the songs are like, you know, like you're not gonna see it when I come back. We're in the four or five like Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> like. Remember, yeah so when he retired it's like not, it's not your last album he yeah. retired in like 2003 jay-z did
0: yeah and then <laughs> like he had a new album come out after that and then had like another double album with r kelly or something and it was like you you're not retired everyone he, just wants he, to copy floyd mayweather
1: like i'm retired don't even try and pay me enough money to come out of retirement you don't even want to talk about how many retirements you have unless you're talking about pro wrestlers <laughs> Terry Funk retired probably, uh, two dozen times over the course of 25 years. Well, I'm like sure that's like average... his movie career didn't take
0: off like he thought it would after Roadhouse,
1: I guess. Well, he, he started doing a final match. Like he had a, uh, you watched, uh, beyond the mat, right? I had you watch that. He had a, a retirement show in 1997. And he was in the 1998 Royal Rumble in January. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, then he was, retired uh, like twice before the 90s ended after yeah. that. <laughs> and he, I think he finally stopped wrestling in like 2015.
0: Yeah. But hey, uh, yeah, I guess going back to uh, No Sudden Move, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, probably worth your time. You know, it's got good actors in it. May Damon shows up as he's want to do in a Soderbergh film. Yeah, I'll give it uh, an eventually. Eventually. Just a run of the mill, solid crime picture, I guess.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like the most original concept, but Mm -hmm. then again, I'm sure there's a lot of different ways you can go with it. Yeah. Uh, Just based on that.
0: Like, performances are good enough, and it was entertaining, and there's some funny moments.
1: Does Matt Damon look more like Stillwater or The Last Duel? Last Duel, which one's that one? That one's coming out next month. It's uh, his wife gets raped by Adam Driver, and then they have to duel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ridley Scott's new movie, like him, and then Ben Affleck's there, and like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck both have like blonde bullets. Okay, and uh, Matt Damon's got like a. Like a goatee, just a goatee.
0: <laughs> so it's funny you bring that up because so
1: you ever listen to the podcast Come Town? No, I, I think you sent me one clip about uh Ari Aster's first movie, which I ended up <laughs> watching that movie and they described it perfectly. Like <laughs> like they didn't leave anything out.
0: Yeah. Um they're pretty funny guys. Uh <laughs> But they were talking about Stillwater. Like they haven't seen it. I think it was just talking about a trailer. They talk about movies that are coming out. And yeah. It's like not having seen what the like the trailer, what the movie's about, just seeing like a picture of what Matt Damon looks like. He's like, I think it's just like, oh Matt Damon, you rape my daughter and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's like it's kinda of close. It's like, well, no, in Stillwater his daughter's in prison, he's trying to get her out. But I guess in another new movie his wife is raped and then he's going to kill the dude <laughs> right
1: well it's funny i saw i saw the trailer for the last duel before i saw free guy and i'm like that main actress in last duel she looks so familiar where do i know her from and then i i found out later that she's the main actress in free guy Okay. so like, i knew her from the movie i was about to see mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which that happened before? Uh, fucking old too. Like the they had the trailer for Last Night in Soho. Uh-huh. Like the one, the one girl is like the the daughter in the movie Old, and I'm like, she looks so familiar. What do I know her from? <laughs> like, oh, from the trailers of the movie I'm about to see. But she <laughs> was in uh, she was in Jojo Rabbit. She was the the Jew in the wall. <laughs>
0: you said it correctly it's just the tone you used <laughs> <laughs> made she it funnier the, she
1: was the girl of jewish descent who lived in the crawl space <laughs>
0: uh, uh, anyways let's all right talk so about, uh, uh yeah let's talk about your uh, last film that you're
1: gonna talk about it's a it's a 2021 marvel movie hmm I'll make sure I want to say it right because they had a whole fucking scene on how to say the name. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And I'm sure I still mispronounced it. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. Starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, Tony Chua Luang, Ben Kingsley, Manger Zhang, Fala Chen, Michelle Yeo, Yeo, I don't know, Hua Yuan, Florian Muntano, or Muntino. I'm just going to stop there. Synopsis, Shang-Chi, the master of unarmed weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Unarmed weaponry based kung fu doesn't make any sense. What was that? He's the master of unarmed weaponry based kung fu. Mm. How can he have unarmed weaponry? (laughs) Doesn't make sense. You you know, you're talking about clapping at the end of the movies. You know, it's worse clapping at the goddamn Marvel logo at the start of the movie, (laughs) which somebody did in the theater for this movie.
0: It's even worse because it's the Marvel logo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i know right like yay mediocrity is coming up
0: you know before they settled on what was it legend of the 10 rings is that what it's called yeah before they settled on that uh there was another title it was called shang chi or or how i learned to stop caring about muslims and make money in china <laughs> it's like this movie is just obviously like okay especially during a pandemic we can definitely make money in china
1: what's funny is, so we won't uh, have to
0: edit out any black people in our posters because there aren't any
1: no there aren't any. What's funny is I heard that uh the Chinese don't like it because the 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 actors are uh not attractive enough're <laughs> 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 they're, they're like Aquafina's is gross, we don't wanna see her <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. that's hilarious Uh,
1: so i don't know this movie obviously like they lift a lot from other like uh martial arts movies and like i'm not a huge martial arts movie guy like and i'm not a huge like hong kong movie guy but i've seen like some of them and like they lift from like all of them So like you're, you're constantly thinking of these other better movies while watching these fight scenes. And, uh, I don't think that helps this movie's, uh, you know, appeal. Mm -hmm. There were parts where people were laughing at stuff and I, like, I got the joke, but it wasn't funny for most of it. So I, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't understand why they're laughing. um, just overall, like I said, it's just mediocrity. I don't know. Like it's, it's not the worst Marvel movie I've seen, but it's, it's middling at best. I assume if you're like super obsessed with the Marvel universe, you have to see it because it'll fit in somewhere else. Um, I mentioned Ben Kingsley in the, like uh, the, the cast. He reprises a role from one of the iron man movies the which third I didn't one see yeah so like like i don't know if that would have made it better but like i'm like i don't get like why, why it's a big deal that he's here but i don't know i think you can skip it unless you're like a super fan i mean if you're just a casual comic book fan or a movie person you can skip it wtm last resort it's a last resort
0: I'm glad you bit the bullet on this one because I have no interest in this or any other Marvel movie coming out after Endgame basically. I've just checked out. I just don't care anymore. It seems like all their films are just, you know, like you said, very mediocre, very middling.
1: Like I I thought Black Widow was pretty good actually. Mainly because Florence Pugh like (laughs) really carried that movie. Like she's She's like clearly the the most interesting thing about that movie, and like it, it's a character that could have easily failed because you know she had the Russian <clears throat> Russian accent throughout. I would say Black Widow over this one, but like you probably don't need to see Black Widow either. Like, it's just like a a serviceable action movie, um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah,
0: everything disney does now is geared
1: towards how will it sell in china i saw there the people are mad now at scarlett johansson for suing for her royalties because now shang chi isn't in uh it's only in theaters it's not on disney plus yet so people are like blaming Scar- scarlett johansson for that so she's officially canceled again yes <laughs> so she's free to play a tree if she wants <laughs> 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 she's canceled until well I, I don't know if she can come back to the marvel because they they killed her off and i don't know yeah end right. game right yeah and then black widow takes place before end game or before infinity wars i guess i don't know it's confusing but i think she's done with marvel i sure hope so
0: all right, uh, yeah, let's get on to the uh, last review of the episode. I completed the movie challenge for The Hunt. We're not talking about the Mads Mickelson film, okay? We're talking about the real one. The Mads Mickelson one is really
1: good. I haven't seen it. Uh, I think the first time I heard about that was on uh, our friends at Movie Drawing Podcast. Uh-huh. talking about that recently. Yeah, we're talking about The Hunt from 2020.
0: Directed by Craig Zobel, starring Betty Gilpin, Hilary Swank, Ike uh, Bernholtz, Wayne Duvall, Ethan Supley, your favorite.
1: I was, just, I was getting mixed <laughs> up with uh, the other Ethan. Who's <laughs> the other guy? Embry. The, Ethan Embry, yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma Roberts,
0: Christopher Berry, Sturgill Simpson, Kate Nowlin. And Amy Madigan synopsis 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know. They've been chosen for a very specific purpose, the hunt. This one came out just before the pandemic. It was delayed from being released in 2019 because of, uh, Supposed backlash to its <laughs> well, subject matter. Regard- somebody
1: told somebody told Trump about it. And he tweeted <laughs> how sick it is, and everybody's like, uh, everybody jumped on the bandwagon.
0: Can't have this filth on our screens. It's a bunch of wealthy elite liberals who basically uh, round up a bunch of deplorables and hunt them for sport. Yes, they're all uh republicans from red states uh rural areas kidnapped drugged and
1: what's it's it's all people who i don't know if this is a spoiler but it's people who spread the conspiracy theory that the hunt was real so they made it real they made it real
0: (laughs) speaking of the hunt uh Always insightful gents over at midnight movie. Cowboys actually just did an episode on the hunt. It's pretty uh, terrific. They, they actually had some uh, good theories as to why it was initially pushed back from fall 2019 to spring 2020, but I'll let you uh, listen to that to uh, see for yourself. Um, yeah, there was definitely controversy with it. Mostly it was more so a Twitter and social media controversy as everything is these days, I guess. Right. Nobody says. Did you see what they
1: said in the paper? <laughs> this is outrageous. Well, they- the the conservatives who were against it thought it was glorifying the hunting of conservatives, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. it's not that. Like it's it's very clearly, and it was clear from the the advertising too that. The wealthy elite liberals are not necessarily the good guys in the movie. Like they're they're probably pretty bad people. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're literally the villains. <laughs> so, like, I don't know, it just seemed like there was falling back to what they used to do in like the 80s, trying to censor everything, you know. Right. It's like I thought you guys stopped doing this. The right, you know, when the right used to censor everything and now it's the left. Well. The right, I guess, oh, yeah. was feeling left out, and so we can't have the hunt showing on TV screens in front of our vulnerable youth, I guess.
1: They kind of joined forces on this one.
0: Yeah. Well, the director, Craig Zobel, he's no stranger to controversy. He did a film called Compliance. Have you heard of this?
1: Uh, it sounds familiar. I might have seen that, actually. Came out in 2012.
0: I saw it, at the, saw it at Lagoon, actually. And there was a lot of walkouts constant. So the whole time they showed it there, there was walkouts like every show. Oh, like, I have
1: seen this. I definitely have seen this.
0: Yeah. And it's a true story. It actually happened. But this guy who used to call like McDonald's and pretend he was from a, like, uh, like he was, it was a cop, basically. He was saying that one of the workers there, was stealing and that he was directing like, like these managers to interrogate them. Like he's telling them over the phone what to do and say. Yes. And it would get progressively worse and worse. Like he'd get the, the film centers on a young girl who's falsely accused of stealing and basically get her to take off all her clothes and do all these things. And it gets pretty brutal. And it's like, you can't even fathom like people, going to this extent to find out if you know somebody stole something or to basically act on the behalf of somebody on the phone who says they're a cop it's like no, like you're, you're watching thinking there's no way people would actually do this in real life and they're like oh oh they
1: did <laughs> Oh, there's a whole Wikipedia page about it. <laughs> I swear, I've seen. I saw articles about the situation. I don't know if it was related to the movie at all, but it was like the exact same situation was happening. Um, I can't remember when the articles were that I I read about them, but I had read about it happening for real before I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm like, this is fucked up, man. But, like, <laughs> but it happened. Like, I. <laughs> it actually happened they had police reports and had evidence, and like like I don't know if those was in they might have inspired the the movie itself actually um but yeah, like I had heard about this stuff happening before I saw the movie,
0: but yeah, I mean it happens basically verbatim uh they don't obviously they can't use McDonald's in the movie, so they have different names for the restaurants and the people involved, but uh what happened was. Pretty much uh, to a T, what happened in real life. Uh, but yeah, back to the hunt. So obviously, there's a lot of social commentary about, uh, I guess, the political climate in our country, and it uh, had some interesting things to say. There's some politically incorrect humor. Uh, there's also a lot of just politically charged dialogue in general. This kind of just fills the whole movie. And uh, there was some things that I thought were really cliche and kind of worn out, but there's other things that were, I don't know if you just say they're like original, but it was refreshing and funny. You know, it seemed like some of the points that they were making. So for like every time there was a cliche, there's usually something like as good that kind of brought me back into it. But uh, yeah, there's some, uh, some decent action attention and whatnot. There's a lot of dark humor. So there's a lot of, gory fun to be had if you're into that sort of thing we'll talk more about it uh with spoilers uh after kind of wrap up the show but i will give it and eventually
1: eventually all right three eventuallys for me today i think i gave the hunt a soonish when i saw it it was the last movie i saw in the theater before the pandemic shut everything down i'm glad i got it in I've watched it twice since then, and it, it, it holds up for me. All right. Well,
0: now we get to the part of the show where I have to challenge you to watch something for next time. This is a challenge. And since he had such a great time with James Bond last time out, we're going to run it back again. Same director, so you probably like it. You better, because this one's a fun one. The Man with the Golden Gun. Okay. You got Roger Moore, Christopher Lee, and Hervé Villages. Okay? It's just a a dream team. That sounds interesting. It isn't one of the best bonds, but it's one of the more fun ones. Let's put it that way. And if uh, you remember, so the last one you watched was Diamonds Are Forever. And you'd already seen Liverled die. Yes. Do you remember the uh kind of racist hillbilly sheriff that they have in there?
1: Yeah. Doesn't he chase him on a hoverboat?
0: Yeah. Well, or there's a boat chase going on that, and he's he's involved
1: in that chase somehow.
0: Yeah. They arrest some of like the 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 villain black guys, you know, in there. And yeah. like
1: he's the same
0: boy every other sentence, like <laughs> what are you doing out here boy and all this anyways um he makes another appearance so i just wanted to make sure you remembered him because he's plays the same character again in, in the man with the golden gun as he's on vacation with his wife and bumps in the pot
1: i'll have to look for that yeah that's uh i that got my hopes up now <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah um so yeah we will have to check the streaming options sure we won't uh do it for uh, this episode or the next episode for a few weeks the next recently seen one anyways but uh yeah Um, so
1: why don't you tell the folks at home about where you can get some lovely merchandise you can go to wtm watch this movie dot creator spring dot com and all kinds of stuff on there t-shirts hoodies stickers coffee mugs all kinds of stuff um and a bunch of different designs out there then you get the logo in its original black and white you got in a bunch of different color schemes got some alternate logos and uh, a few other surprise uh designs out there so check it out and uh pick something up and uh Help support the show. Yeah, you can reach out to us. You can email us at
0: watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or Brett at Positively Wolf one Check out our website at WTMWatchthismovie.com and please subscribe, rate, and or review on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. So let's get into spoilers for the hunt.
1: What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm not sure. I was going to say uh rewatching the the hunt. The opening scene makes it very much a time capsule movie in that they uh they don't name him by by name but they're definitely referencing Trump. Yeah, in the opening scenes um and with Trump out of office it it really doesn't uh doesn't necessarily fit anymore but it's, it's very much a time capsule of his presidency of the the political division that that was uh rampant mm-hmm. and i guess it still is to an extent for sure but uh definitely uh like i said time capsule movie but i think it's funny because it seems to happen in real life too where a conspiracy theory is spread amongst the extreme like internet population of a a certain political group. Mm -hmm. And then the opposite political group who it's about gets so flustered and worked up about it that they end up making that conspiracy theory come true. And uh, so that's, that's what they do. (laughs) They, they, they joke about the hunt. Because it's the conspiracy theory in the right wing annals of the internet. And then they uh, they get in trouble for joking about it. And then they're like, fuck it, let's just do it. Which I thought was a, a funny concept. <laughs> <laughs> what the opening scene on the plane with uh, Dennis from uh, Always Sunny.
0: Yeah, I thought he was perfectly cast in here. Dennis is perfect. For sure. Glenn uh,
1: Howerton. Yes as a stuck up snobby rich rich elite and his character uh, wasn't
0: even that far off from always sunny (laughs) it could have just been (laughs) like dennis on a bad day you know
1: (laughs) which he kind of plays that character in almost everything he does yeah like uh i don't know if you ever watched the show ap bio no it's on peacock now i used to watch it. it was on when it was on nbc and it's it's basically like another version of Dennis, like like a less rapey version of Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis
0: without the Dennis
1: system. Yeah, he he's he's good at playing that character. Yeah, and then like uh, you want to kind of go, th- let's kind of go through like the different, like everybody's a stereotype, right? Yeah, big archetypes so like the,
0: on both sides.
1: Yeah, so like the first, the first right winger you meet is on the plane, and it's a character named Randy. Who looks an awful lot like Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> and he he wakes up prematurely and they uh, they do a poor job of killing him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so a the nice effect there with the stiletto heel through the eye.
1: Yeah. So the one guy sticks him with a pen in the neck and it doesn't do the job. And then uh, Hillary Swank puts the stiletto through his eye. What did you think about Emma Roberts? Were you, were you cut off guard when she uh she got her head blown off?
0: Not really. I was actually more surprised that uh Ike Bernolds was uh off as quickly as he was. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be a little I mean, I knew that uh Betty Gilpin was gonna be like the main character. I guess because of the poster.
1: Yeah, right.
0: But like, I think Ike's name was on the poster too. And I'm like, okay, we're going to, he's going to make it until, you know, almost the end at least. Mm-hmm. And then, nope.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> like after they, after they get off the plane, like that first. god, kind of like 30 minutes is like nonstop action. Like yeah. Of, of them finding, they find the box in the field with all the weapons and, uh, they, uh, they honeypot them. <laughs> they get the yeah. They get the muzzles off, and uh, I was actually surprised
0: oh. that they did give them like working weapons. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a honeypot to to snipe them, but still, like they could have just been empty, unloaded, no ammo. Right. But exactly. no, they have ammo.
1: Yeah, I was I, that first scene of everybody getting killed was. Oh, I was laughing so hard at that in the theater. Like they start sniping at them, and like Emma Roberts barely gets missed. And she's like crouching, in. She's like, Oh, they almost hit me, and then her head just explodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another woman runs off towards the woods and falls in a tiger trap, gets speared by like three different spikes. And then uh, the other guy that was with Emma Roberts before goes and helps her out, and he steps on a landmine. And he gets blown to pieces. And uh, the woman who was in the tiger trap goes back in the tiger trap, but it's only half of her. Mm -hmm. And uh, Uh, one of the funniest things was like, Ike Barhol shows up to try to help her. And she's just like, shoot me. And he won't do it. He just takes it. You fucking snowflake. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Like I, I, I thought that like even though they're all stereotypes, I thought it was funny just like how perfect like they they got those stereotypes down like they were like exactly the the archetypes that uh, that they were going for. Somebody some other guy gets a gets a bunch of arrows through them and then they throw a grenade at him and they forgot to pull the pen <laughs> um. What about the gas station scene? What do you think about the the yeah, like that? I can't remember
0: if I was fooled right away. You know, I knew something was rotten in Denmark. Yeah, (laughs) I wasn't sure if they were in on it necessarily. Because, like the the curveball with the the insider, like I, I knew it was him. Since like the second half of the movie, he's just oddly absent. Which one, Don? Yeah, I mean he helps so, out. Yeah. He has the pig. I carried the pig. <laughs> the Air Force. <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> yeah, but he's just like not around as much as everyone else is,
1: and yeah, you don't really see where he goes from the beginning.
0: Yeah, but uh, Boy, yeah, it's chose- pretty funny that the uh that the fake that uh, the crisis actors and the train were actually crisis actors. <laughs> <laughs> or at least some of them, you know, because well, he's he like, well,
1: real refuge, they had real refugees, yeah.
0: real refugees, like showed up while they were doing their crisis
1: acting, I guess. <laughs> well, there's the one elite guy who was a person of color. And they're like, we, we like the, like, there's the one scene where they're going through the the candidates and they're like, mm-hmm. they get to a black guy, and like, oh no, no, we can't, we can't have <laughs> <on to the> a <laughs> black guy. <laughs> And they're like, well, we got to have some diversity. We got to have like, at least one person to call her. And like their one friend's like, well, I'm going to be the crisis actor. I'm going to be a refugee. <laughs> but it was funny when they came off the train and like, like he just starts talking English to uh, Ethan Suplee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but I like the. I did like the uh, the couple in the in the fake gas station. So like they they take out three of them and then they're cleaning up and and the old man pulls a soda out of the the refrigerator mm-hmm. and uh, you know they had, they killed one of the the women with poison donuts and uh, his wife goes don't drink that it's poison and he spits it out he's like you poisoned the soda she goes no it's got sixty two grams of sugar in it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Amy Madigan it was cool <laughs> seeing her. I remember her mostly from, uh, Uncle Buck, his Buck's girlfriend who worked at the, uh, tire
1: shop. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember where I know her from. She looked really familiar for sure. Um, the other guy, her husband looked kind of familiar too, but, uh, yeah, so that was great. I thought Billy Gilpin was fantastic as like the, um, Like they imply that she's kind of like the moderate, like, or she's like, she's not involved in the political debate at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Although she probably leans, I would say she probably leans right, just from demographics and being a a veteran and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Although she probably doesn't participate in the political. uh,
0: A white veteran from the (laughs)
1: south. knows how much cigarettes cost in arkansas you fucked up bitch
0: (laughs) (laughs) i haven't really seen her in much but yeah i i liked her Uh, i saw she was in glow i don't know if i'll ever watch that but i don't know never say never i guess
1: (laughs) i don't know i guess she was in the new grudge she was in the remake of the grudge so i saw her in that like a month before the hunt
0: Uh, she's also in stuber which you saw
1: (laughs) yeah so i've seen her and stuff i just didn't recognize her yeah but i thought she did a good job in this was believable as a you know military trained person who could take out some poorly trained elites Mm -hmm.
0: and a national guardsman
1: (laughs) yeah about them sitting in the bunker talking about how Ava DeVar follows them on Twitter.
0: <laughs> that was pretty good. Ava liked one of my tweets, or would not somebody say that? <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know what else. Is there anything else specifically you want to like, is there anything that you like specifically didn't like? Uh no, I mean I mentioned earlier there was some
0: dialogue and uh, that was just kind of cliche. But I mean, I understand it. You know, they're all arts types. They have to do the stereotypical language, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that was definitely intentional. Um, I did watch the, uh,
0: I, I got, but, I mean, just like when you're reading news articles today and half of them contain the terms straw man and gaslighting. And you're just like, I'm, I don't want to hear that shit anymore. I'm tired of reading about it and hearing it right
1: yeah I I just uh, I don't know I thought this did a good good job of satirizing it on both sides I I got this on blu-ray and um after I watched the movie and I let the credits roll and I start playing bonus features after it which I, I don't generally watch a lot of bonus features but um it seemed like based on that, that the intention was to kind of ride the fence and show, you know, how stupid both sides can be about these, you know, things that they're disagreeing on and like how, how one side can, you know, look at themselves as like morally superior while literally hunting people for sport. And then the other side can demonize, you know, these other people just because they're rich and powerful and how like if we don't change stuff, like it's probably just going to escalate to that point uh, with real world violence.
0: I definitely thought they did a great job, you know, riding the fence Um, and yeah, poking fun at both sides. I thought it was perfect. Like they didn't seem to uh, favor one side over the other too much. They, They allowed everyone to make some points, I guess yeah and um i guess the only other thing i had was so do you think she was the conspiracy theorist or podcaster person they were talking about at the end you know she denies it saying it wasn't her i get her mail all the time you know it's a mistaken identity
1: i can't assume it wasn't because like the uh the profile pic was somebody giving her the finger So I could see it being like the other crystal from town going up to her at work and flipping her off and like using that as a profile picture. But Mm -hmm. like they do leave it, I guess, open uh, and did enough to think that maybe she was just lying. But yeah,
0: because they also make it think like she's going to die, you know, after she gets stabbed and then like, no, she lives.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I don't know. It just didn't seem like in her character to... To lie at that point, like especially at the end of the fight when you know that the Hillary Swanks character is gonna die, like what you know, what benefit is it to her to continue to lie about it? Uh, you know, she could so she doesn't give her the
0: satisfaction,
1: (laughs) yeah, I suppose,
0: but. Yeah, I mean, it could also be making a point about how it doesn't matter if she really is a conspiracy theorist or not, you know. Right. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter what a person um, says or does. Maybe they don't deserve to be murdered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true. Um, I was going to say, it, it makes me want to read Animal Farm. It uh. My fifth grade class was one of the books that we read aloud as a class, but mm-hmm. I don't remember hardly anything from it. So I kind of, because they kept referencing it in this. I think I I saw somebody else, something else recently that was referencing that too. So I wanted to go back and read that or watch an adaptation of that. I haven't gotten around to it.
0: Yeah, I don't really you read. Know really remember a lot of animal
1: farm anyways that's uh that's about all i had i think um okay i don't know if you had anything else but
0: i think that'll do it get out of here before the connection cuts us off again so right we will check you later
1: guess we'll see you around all right check you later bye You dork, man! What are you talking Good about? You later. <laughs> Check <you> later. Check later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case?